Ready? Three, two, one. Welcome to episode 13 of Artist Impressions. This week, I'm joined by illustrator and cartoonist Jack Persglove. Welcome, Jack. How are you? I'm very well. Good. I've never been introduced before. That was really exciting for me. That's so funny. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we'd like go back to the beginning of when you started your like nonsense brand, nonsensical imagery, Instagram. Did it? Uh, am I right in saying that you started off designing t-shirts and then it became a more broadly drawings and cartoons um do you want yeah do you want to take us back to the beginning yeah um you know what it's never something I've ever thought about but yeah it did start off I thought I was going to be the next supreme next hype beast uh high-end fashion designer um right there's still time there is still time yeah um (laughs) my, my first three T-shirts ended up being uh, quite punnery-based as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I before I had my Instagram, I didn't mm-hmm. really draw that much at all. And um, I started off thinking I was going to make millions selling T-shirts. I think I was like 16, 17 when I started it. And um, yeah. I just hopped straight in. I think I spent, like... £750 at that age buying stock yeah and I was under the impression you know that um I'd sell that in a matter of weeks right and I'd be thinking oh (laughs) where am I gonna open up my offices what's gonna happen from here um and I I still wear new shirts from that stock today I'm I'm, I'm actually wearing one right now I don't know if you can see that oh you are yeah um, so that didn't take off uh in the way that I thought but what I did get were um, friends and family being like, oh, you can, you're drawing, you draw. And that's really cool. And um, I just quite enjoyed um, sharing in that experience of, because I don't know what I'm really doing with my Instagram. Um, I'm just uploading things, trying things. I know before we mm-hmm. started this conversation, um, you were telling me how you were going to describe me. Um, and I really don't know how to describe myself in that sense because I, I still think that I'm sort of like a hobbyist with the audacity to share what I've done. Um, that's how I, I generally feel. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a focus on cartoons and yeah, yeah things like that. Yeah. And you do have like quite a few followers now. How do you feel about that? I really... F- there was a time when I was really obsessed with growing my Instagram. And uh-huh. I fell into that whole world of how do you grow it? Yeah. How do you do all these yeah. bits and bobs? And um, I've, I've never really progressed from that initial stage of... I think I've got to 2,000 followers now, which was, for me was yeah. this massive milestone. Um, and I really should have done something with it, sort of said thank you or whatever. Um mm. Because that was literally the dream from the beginning, really. It was 2,000 was the number that I was like, mm-hmm. that's 2,000 people that have clicked and gone, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah that does feel quite fun um but mm-hmm. you know I still I'm still very much just some random on the internet just sharing something mm-hmm. um yeah I, I feel like quite an imposter with it I got that imposter syndrome mm. a lot of the time um but mm. I'm still doing my thing just sharing whatever comes yeah. to mind yeah so so is it just whatever comes to mind I mean I'm not going to like ask you like where you get your ideas from because that's always annoying but like are you always on the lookout for characters to draw is it you know things that people say how yeah how would you describe the types of things you draw well I think that's a really I think the first part where is where where do I get my ideas Mm. from I've got the same question I really do I think um it's quite I mean I started my Instagram and I very quickly came across um, David Shrigley. Um, Mm -hmm. And I came across him because I'm a big fan of buying cards. I mean, are you familiar with David Shrigley? Have you seen any of his work? Yes, yeah. He's very free. It's very much Mm -hmm. um, producing content, not overthinking how finished something should be. It should be finished Mm. when you're done with it, when you feel... You've you've come so far with an idea, not really worrying too much about um, is someone going to fully understand what you're trying to express. Just putting something on paper, it's an idea, it's a thought, and it's there forever. And some of the my most favourite bits and pieces I've done have literally just been me going, okay, I'll sit down for an hour, I'll see what happens. Yeah. And... Yeah. You know, I did a, a koi fish most recently and I didn't realise I like koi fish quite as much as I do. I made this <laughs> koi fish design. I just fell in love with koi fish. I, I, uh, I did a shoe design for myself the other day with a similar koi fish design. And it's that idea that yeah. just by simply sitting down and staring at a blank piece of paper or in mm-hmm. that case it was just a computer screen and mm-hmm. going, all right, well, I'll just start doing dots yeah. and squiggles and something comes from that doesn't yeah. it i don't know what part of the brain yeah. it is yeah and 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 so so many of your designs are actually quite like profound i know they're sort of often very funny but they they're definitely you're definitely like getting at sort of little profound things that you've noticed or or whatever oh thank you very much for that do you do you like look back on them and think like oh maybe that's what i was doing with it or or when it comes to what I'm doing when I'm drawing is because um, I'm not thinking so much about how someone else is um, going to react to it or understand it. It's much more personal. So then the thoughts and feelings or maybe the ideas I have in them are very unfiltered. And like, you know, I, when you say profound, I don't know that I'm necessarily... Um, changing anyone's opinions or making a statement that's particularly helpful but accidentally I'm sure that um, the way I feel about something or um, the way I see something becomes quite obvious Mm -hmm. because I haven't overly thought about where I'm going. You mentioned there sort of working on the computer and you do a lot of drawings. You you work in loads of different mediums and I'm wondering do you have a favourite is there one you sort of gravitate towards most? I really love your recent collages. They're really fun. What sort of makes you pick up a pen or pick up a glue stick or whatever? Um, sometimes. I think it's maybe just 
what have I not used in a while? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot of the time it comes down to what's in front of me as well. Um, I'm an absolute mm-hmm. sucker for going into an arts sh- shop and just coming out mm-hmm. with new pens or, uh, you know, yeah. I've gone in, I've bought lino cutting stuff. Um, I've not really used that yet. I, I should probably use that. I've bought it, haven't I? Um, <laughs> and a lot of it um, comes down to who I've been speaking with. The, the collages were mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine, uh, Izzy. Uh, I was just talking to her and she was saying, oh, yeah, I've been doing quite a few collages recently. And mm. I thought, collages? I've, I've not done a collage. And then Ooh. before I knew it, I got in and bought about four Vogue magazines and a Gardener's Weekly and I was <laughs> there cutting things <laughs> up. Um, I think that's a, the, the way it comes to me is um, what do I fancy doing? Uh, mm. Yeah, and I, I do worry sometimes that I'm maybe not building up skills in any one particular area um, because I'm just flowing about doing what I enjoy. Um, yeah, I, I, some, I sometimes think I lack the discipline that other people have. No, I think that's great though because I've spoken a lot with like with other guests as well, sort of about both the pressure to like monetize your work and your the pressure to have like one medium and I feel like it's quite nice when people are like no I'm gonna just create things that I want to create um for myself and share it but um yeah I feel like there's quite a almost like a capitalist thing of trying to make you be like a branded creator yeah so it's I know I think it's nice the way you just well I definitely came into it from that perspective of Mm. I thought I was going to be a millionaire that doubt that yeah. was my mindset it was yeah, yeah totally <laughs> totally wrong and um as time's gone on I've I've let that um sort mm. of driving force be less um prevalent in the stuff I'm doing because it's mm. more about enjoyment now and I've found as well yeah. I keep doing bits of art and then forgetting to upload it now um yeah uh, it's almost like that Instagram's become a tool to it it mm. made me discover this hobby which is wild, Aww. absolutely wild. Yeah, yeah that is. Because, yeah, you, you say, like, you just you just found it. Because I remember, obviously, we were friends for a long time when we were younger, and I didn't remember you ever, like, drawing particularly. Um, so, yeah, I love that you found it. But then you have always been a performer. You've always been creative. I wonder how much of your background in performing and performing often comedy, has is any of that um, transferred into your drawing? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I think that's a really <laughs> good question, though, um, whether those aspects come across in the way that I... Because in a lot of the stuff I do, I, I do use words, um, mm. overlaying it over images. and um, In characters. Yeah, so whether that... Yeah, that's a really good point. All that, all that youth theatre we were doing back in the day might have... Yeah. Yeah, paid off in a way that I never anticipated, yeah. All of that improv... All of that improv, yeah. 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 I love how when you photograph your work, you photograph it almost always like out and about somewhere in Bristol. And is that just for fun? Do you ever like leave your things out in public? I I quite like how whilst your your medium is the Instagram page, you still incorporate like the outside world into how you show your work. Yeah, I think it's since Mm -hmm. I've moved to Bristol that that's become a big part of what I've done with the pictures. Um, 
in some senses, I think, with the lockdown and everything slowing down and um, taking time to, I don't know, go out and walk just because it was my only opportunity. I think, yeah, I started doing that once I'd finished something, going for a walk, because sometimes that's the nicest time, is when you feel a little bit like, oh, I've achieved something, going for a walk, and yeah, and then I'll take a second to take a little picture of whatever I've done. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, it looks nicer, and I'm thinking Instagram algorithm, I'm still trying to get rid of that part of my brain. (laughs) Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You are a um, an air host on furlough. Mm-hmm. Um, is that air host? Is that host? Yeah, I'm, yeah, air hostess. Uh, air steward. Yeah, a steward. That's the correct. Air, term, there we actually. go. Yeah. You're you're a, you're a BA air steward on furlough. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you've been drawing long before COVID. But um, do you think you will now take a sketchbook on your travels with you, or will it be a more sort of something you do when you get home? I don't know. You know. I I think I'd I'd love to say that I was one of those people that takes a sketchbook out with me and goes to mm. a coffee shop or I I I was listening to your podcast from last week uh-huh. and you were speaking about um pausing films. Yeah. To I I've never I've never thought of anything like mm. that. Um and maybe I don't know maybe it's something that I'll start to do now. Mm. Um but I could only say that would be from this conversation. Mm. Um, I, oh. I've, no, I've never thought about it. I think it, yeah. and I think it's really cool. Because what what sort of things are you doing with these sketchbooks? Are they just you fill them up? Yeah, for me, I just yeah, I just fill them up and then have them as sort of memories, or I'll show people if they want to see them. I have actually very recently begun to put my drawings on Instagram, partly just because it's nice to show people what you've been doing. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I just sort of, I just always have a sketchbook on the go and then, and then it's finished and then, yeah, I just have it. Yeah. For memories really. Yeah. yeah. So what's the, what's the Instagram you started? Oh, it's just my personal one. And I just, um, every now and then I'll just put a drawing on. Um, okay. yeah, which I didn't, for a long time I didn't do, but mm-hmm. particularly over lockdown when I was. I, if I had a drawing that I was quite pleased with, I was like, oh, I'll just show everyone so that they know I'm, you know, up to something. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, mean, I, I found... Like... Hmm? I, sorry, I found... Uh, I was looking for your podcast yeah. in order to listen to it before I came on it. Uh-huh. And I went onto your Instagram um, and I couldn't find a link. That's and true, I wonder actually. What it is, is it in terms of when you're promoting yourself... Mm. How do you think about because there's a there's this line that people draw between their personal accounts mm. and yeah. then like I've because I've got two separate accounts yeah. in terms of Instagram. Um where do you draw that line for yourself? Mm. It is strange actually because yeah because my so I've got um an Instagram for the podcast which you might have found now because I followed you via it. Um, but yeah, so, so I do have that, but there's not really much of like me on it at all. And then I've got my private one and it's interesting cause I, now that I've been doing more filmmaking, I'm, I'm like, eventually I'm going to have to make this public and put my filmmaking on it. But mm. I, there's, 
But then really I should have a link to my podcast on my personal account. But I almost think of them as separate, almost like separate versions of me or then like a public and private version of me. Um, Mm. But you're right, I should put a link on. Yeah, Um, for sure. Yeah. And and similarly, actually, I was looking on your, um, your, the nonsensical imagery Instagram to find maybe a picture of you like drawing or something. And I couldn't find, I had to scroll back quite far to find Mm. a picture of you. And yeah, so you're similar. There's not much of, obviously there's all of you on there because it's all your work, but like your face and whatever isn't on there much. Yeah, there's a huge split, but if you look at Mm. both of them, isn't there? Yeah. Um, No, you're you're right. And maybe even though I asked the question, I hadn't thought about that either. (laughs) Um, But I've I've definitely found with um, sharing my artwork, the biggest supporters and the kindest people are always your friends and family. Um, And sometimes it's the reason that I'll do something because I, you know, people are so nice and and they show an active interest. So I think, yeah, you should be sharing this with everyone. Yeah, everyone. Because it's really yeah. cool. Aww. Yeah, and actually, I always think, like, oh, people won't be interested. But then I'm interested in everything that my friends are doing. So, yeah, why not? You're right. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I suppose, moving on from that, whilst at the moment all your stuff is on Instagram, and I know we talked about how you begun thinking you're going to be a millionaire, are you now thinking you'd want to... I notice you've been entering a lot of competitions and things are you now thinking where you can take this interest in drawing are you quite happy just as it is a hobby as it is at the moment I've uh, this past year um again bringing up covid again is uh I felt like it's a lost year and I've almost written it off and um in some ways I've just enjoyed it being a write-off just taking time to sit around, uh, relax. I mean, I've still been making stuff and giving things a go. But I've noticed with the small uh, milestone that I've had, you know, massive um, personal achievement, but in the grand scheme of things, it's a very small place to be. Um, There's still been opportunities starting to present themselves that, um, you know, nothing like a career or anything like that, just little fun things to do, like um, having a friend ask me to enter a competition or um, a friend asking me to do a picture of their dog. It's it's no... um, there's, There's nothing as fun as that where someone asks you to do something and you give it a go because they've asked you and, and you've suddenly found this thing that you really enjoy doing or um, like I did Inktober as well because I thought okay I'll, I'll try and get some content going yeah. and it was that daily challenge was another opportunity and yeah it, it it's sort of I, I in my mind I think that will continue to be a thing I'll really focus on nice so I'm not sure have... I answered that question no no you did rambled. no you did I think I think that's, yeah, that's perfect. Just sort of see how it goes and um, follow your instinct. Um, do you have a favourite of your 
drawings or cartoons or, or something that you a theme that you return to a lot that's a really difficult one because in terms of what I think was my most successful piece like uh, doing the koi fish I thought right I I feel like that's something people will look at and really like um, then there's the things that I really like which is like the really silly ones like a I've got one that's a, a mouse sitting on a piece of cheese telling ghost stories about the cat to another mouse um, those are the little ones that I really like because I'm like uh-huh. oh I, I, that was just a thought or uh, yeah. a tortoise with a really long neck uh-huh. Think, things like that are the, the ones that I really like um, and they're not um, the ones that I think are artistically talented or um, groundbreaking or in fact profound but <laughs> I think those are the ones that I enjoy the most uh-huh. uh, definitely yeah and I think as I've done more and more things um, just the pure quantity of stuff I've done is mm. sometimes the thing I like the most is that I've just carried on yeah and um, this is just a curious question from me. You you do all your drawings in a sketchbook and then do you then keep them as a sketchbook or do you take them out and frame them or give them away? Yeah, what what do you do with your sketchbooks? So, yeah, I, I've, I've just got them. I put the, the date on the front that I did them mm-hmm. because I think maybe at some point I'll forget when I did these. Um, and then they just go into a drawer and then the same... As you, if someone wants to have a look at them, they by all means can. Um, and I've always said to everyone, if if you want a piece of my art, mm. just ask for it, really, mm-hmm. um, and take it away. Uh, so there there are sketchbooks that have got bits like ripped out or cut out. Yeah. And I, I stick them on. My, they I, I've got a wall covered with my stuff in front of me here. Mm. I, I'll lift it up, and I don't want to ruin the audio quality, but I'll show you later. Um, and that's I've I've made the transition now probably more to card as well because mm. I found that putting them away in a sketchbook I just stopped looking at them after mm. a while and it's nice just to wake up look at something you've done and go okay well I'll, mm. I'll do something else today it's a little yeah. reminder isn't it really yeah definitely yeah um and you mentioned David Shrigley are there other artists who've had a big impression on you and your work um yeah people you admire or look to yeah um interacting with people on instagram has been absolutely amazing mm-hmm. um there are almost there are people that i consider instagram friends mm. almost uh that i always want to see what they've done and uh-huh. um seeing them achieve things as well uh yeah, I, I always look to them as uh, something that keeps me wanting to carry on because I still want to be involved with that. I still want to comment on their yeah. pieces and um, having them comment on mine is great. Uh, and it's it's also, I've started, uh, a friend of mine that I live with, he's a big cyclist, and I've started cycling with him and then we'll go somewhere and we'll sketch the um, scene in front of us on bits of scrap paper normally Mm. Um, and I think it's always when you're with someone that's just Mm -hmm. making something or you're involved with Mm. a friend or 
someone that you've seen at one point continuing at another point mm-hmm. i find that's that's probably mm-hmm. the pe- the people or the things that i find inspiring mm-hmm. it's like progress isn't it or yeah seeing actual joy yeah 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 um and yeah you mentioned that and i was going to ask you um sort of drawing from life because obviously a lot of what you draw is from your head um and i yeah i was wondering sort of how much do you draw from life as well um and yeah and keep do you have separate sketchbooks of things you like for example when you go out and about um or do you put it all in one thing of your like cartoons and also um does that make sense as a question yeah in yeah if the way i organize it really is just to fill up one sketchbook or mm-hmm. to use um a whole stack of card mm. i've just bought mm. and that'll be what i'm working on mm. um but they, and and I have I have tried to do some drawing from life. Mm. Uh, I recently drew a friend of ours, Alex, uh-huh. uh, whilst we were locked down, um, and it, it I I just didn't capture him. It did. It's for some reason it looked like he died <laughs> and gone to heaven, and oh. he was like this oracle. Um, <laughs> So I didn't post that anywhere, and that that resides in a sketchbook somewhere in a drawer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've definitely not got the confidence mm. to draw from life because I think I've not trained myself in that way. Um, mm. I miss out on a lot of the finer details that way. Mm. Um, I feel quite safe drawing from my head. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, interestingly, I'm the other way around. I feel much safer when I've got something to copy as soon as mm. it's from my head I can't yeah that's interesting yeah. but it's interesting you say copy because it is you're you're replicating you're mm. you're absorbing you're absorbing and creating something at the same time and that's two incredibly difficult things to match up I think because mm. um, you've got to because then you've got to look at both and be like oh that's the same thing so you yeah. can't have absorbed it wrong in any aspect. Yeah. Yeah, I I, yeah. I find it incredible when people are mm. able to do that, particularly portraits as well, capturing someone's actual sort of aura as well. Yeah. When people do that, I just I, mm. yeah, phenomenal. Um, this is a question I ask lots of my guests. What impression would you like your work to make on the world? And that's quite a big question. Impression. Oh. See, you had pre-warned me that you might ask a question like this. And I did sit down and I did try and think of something to say, but I have absolutely no idea. Um, I think any impression that you make, if someone looks at your art and they enjoy it, or um, perhaps they'll, they'll make something forward from that, um, mm. that would be nice. Just to be part of something, really, um, is the key thing. I think that's why we all do it, isn't it? Because we like the fact that we've been inspired to do something or a friend of ours wants us to do something and mm-hmm. then you see them... I, I don't know, it's like be, mm-hmm. being part of a community, I think, is the yeah. the biggest thing for me. And if I could make any sort of impression in there, it would be really cool, really, really cool. Nice, nice, good answer. Um, and I meant to ask you, actually... You used to perform a lot, do lots of acting. Do you do any of that now? Do you still... I mean, obviously not during COVID, but 
do you still enjoy acting or is that a yeah definitely mm-hmm. um i did do edinburgh fringe of course you did uh, obviously not this year yes um, but i did do it last year mm-hmm. and um i absolutely love that mm-hmm. i loved getting up on stage again and um just having a, another play mm-hmm. uh, i actually booked off um the fringe holiday wise this year did you yeah i'll be there is it uh, is it started it's... up again properly yeah is it or yeah so it's it'll be a bit smaller um uh-huh. but it's still happening still lots of shows on uh, my boyfriend's written a show that's going to be on. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's still happening. I think it's just f- way fewer venues and stuff. So if you've got the time off and spare time. Yeah, maybe I should. Yeah. Okay, well, be, I was going to be in Scotland anyway. On. I thought yeah. to do the N500. Yes, oh, great idea. Yeah, yeah. Because I've just bought, I've bought my camper van. I bought it in February of last year, uh, the month before we went into a, a lockdown mm-hmm. uh, and a global pandemic. Which was um, an interesting lineup mm-hmm. of uh, timelines. Um, so yeah, I've just wanted to get out there and do something, mm. and that was oh. my idea. Yeah. Uh, in that space that I was meant to be, I I, I was going to spend two weeks in the Edinburgh Fringe because I only spent mm. a week last time. Yeah, and you performing, um, so you didn't get. Yeah, to... yeah, but I still came. I still came and saw your venue as well. You What's did, the venue you did. called? What was it called? Bedlam. Bedlam Theatre. Bedlam in the yeah. church. Yeah, yeah, in the church, yeah. Yeah, we saw a great show there. Yeah. yeah. It was that interactive one. Yes. Oh, what was yeah. it called? St- Standard Elite. That, that was, was it, great. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that I loved really that fun. so much. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, yeah, right on, um, right on spot. Okay, next question is, um, can you tell me about a piece of art in, can be in any medium, that you think for various reasons, could resonate with lots of people that you'd like everyone to encounter. Maybe it would make the world a better place or help people understand something or just connect people. Um, yeah. Does that question make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, that's, I don't know. I'm very sorry. I think, I, you know, in, in my mind, I'm, 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 I'm not... Um, trained in this regard I've, I've never really thought I know I know you were doing art history so mm. you're very well versed in <laughs> the things people should be looking at and why they look at them um for me I think people should just be looking at the stuff that their friends are doing or mm-hmm. um doing something themselves as well mm. I think that's the best stuff um I've definitely found a lot of value in it because mm. I feel like I discovered all of this very late as well. Mm. Um, and so I'd definitely encourage someone to make something of sales and have a look. Or at least engage with their friends and mm. you know sit down and look through their stuff. Because the stuff my friends are making is the stuff that I'm most interested in. And I yeah. think has had the most impact on me, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a great answer. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um... What about you, though? What's, what's yours? I'd be interested to hear the process. So, well, see, I, I, I feel like I've got various answers to this question. Um, yeah. There's one, one sort of like a, quite a serious answer of, um, I think, Lorraine Hansberry's play Les Blancs, um, which I saw a recording of from the National Theatre. And it's, um, it's set in a sort of 
abstract or at least unidentified um, African city or African town under British colonial rule, but it could be sort of any European colonial rule. Um, and I just, the, the version I saw, it was just really beautiful and really, it, it, it was just a very explicit um, look at all the reasons why colonialism is wrong from, you know, from the sort of the most obvious to the the more subtle and, you know, it, lo- it looked at um, missionaries and people coming over thinking they're doing the right thing um, and that sort of thing. And it's, um, I think when I, was, I just remember watching that and being like, I feel like at least everyone who's white and European needs to see this. And mm. just, just to like absolutely drive the point home of the extent of the damage that colonialism has done and still does. Um, so yeah, I'd say that was, that's like my, my serious answer. Um, but then I've got others that I just think one would find joyful. I think even um, Domi, who was on my podcast a couple of um, months ago, might have, she might have said this as her answer, but um, there's an artist called James Turrell who um, makes these amazing like light rooms where you go in and you just like feel like you're immersed in light and the colour changes. And, and he does all these amazing... Um, these installations where you go in and you just look at a section of the sky and but the way he's created the room makes you completely reevaluate the sky and the colour and the light and so I'd say that is probably an answer I'd give as well of, as, of something that I imagine mm, pretty much all humans would find like fascinating or or interesting or, or like just really exciting I think so yeah there, there are two answers mm. one that's yeah, one that's a bit more serious and one that's maybe a bit more fun. Um, but yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm always interested to hear what people think of, of that question. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I've probably got tons more. I oh, I saw this really great documentary a couple of weeks ago that I would recommend to everyone called uh, Some, The Summer of Soul or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised. And it's it's basically just footage of this massive festival they had in Harlem in 1969, I think. And it was, yeah, just this, this huge um, summer festival um, in Harlem. And, like, literally everyone who's everyone plays. Like, Nina Simone does the first... Or what she says is, like, the first public performance of Young, Gifted and Black. And, like, like everyone is there. Like, Stevie Wonder's there. Like, yeah, mm. Nina Simone... Like, literally everyone. And um, this footage had just been, like, taken in the 60s and then put in a basement for, like, years and years and years and years. And then Questlove somehow found this footage or came across this footage and has turned it into, like, a documentary. And it's amazing. It's, it, basically, it was, it was the same wow. summer as Woodstock. And people just kind of think that Woodstock just, like, you know, took over. Um, but yeah, it's just this amazing footage of this like wonderful festival, and and yeah, Questlove's turned it into a really interesting documentary about the period and about civil rights in the period and everything. Um, so yeah, I'd recommend that to most people. I think it's I mean it's really enjoyable and really interesting. Um, so yeah, I'd recommend that Summer of Soul uh, by Questlove. I think I think it's I think it will be out in cinemas this summer. I saw it like part of the Sheffield Documentary Festival or something, but. But yeah, it's it's out. So yeah, that's another recommendation, listeners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, 
And I suppose that brings me on to another question I ask all my guests, which is, do you have any more broad recommendations for listeners of just things you've been enjoying watching or listening to or learning from or whatever? Do you know, off the top of my head, over the past week, there have been two things Mm -hmm. I've watched that have really, really captured me. Um, First one's um, There Mm -hmm. Will Be Blood, um, which is... Absolutely. I haven't actually watched this. It's a fantastic Uh film about um, this, like, uh, really. uh, He's a very interesting character. Um, It's an oil oil man, self proclaimed oil man, um, in that Mm. oil boom in the US. Uh, I think it's it's set in like the 19th Mm. century, I think. And it it follows him and uh, this. Well, I don't know. I don't want to say too much about giving it away, um, but it, it uses a lot mm-hmm. of silence, and um, the way it builds rapport mm. with the characters uh, before mm-hmm. certain events in the film really make your um, estimations of what mm. you thought were going to happen. It, it's just I found it. I found it very interesting in the way it challenged what you mm. thought was going to happen and it kept just I, I kept audibly being like oh like, <laughs> whoa okay all right yeah like oh it's an incredible film just to watch um and even in the silent part mm. you know you're absolutely captivated uh and then last mm-hmm. night I also watched uh it's uh, a stand-up comedian called James mm-hmm. Acaster I'm a, I've been a massive fan of him and he, it was his uh, 2019 mm-hmm. special. I think it's called Cold Lasagna 1999. Right. I hate myself. I'm not sure uh-huh. if I'm right. Um, and it's uh, normally James A. Caster's stuff's a, a, a little bit detached mm-hmm. from reality. Like he's, he did a four episode special um, in which he pretended to be an undercover cop. Uh, that's four hours on Netflix, <laughs> right? Um, and then there's this one, and it's really stark in contrast in the fact that he's talking about uh, the worst year of his mm-hmm. life at some point, and um, he really shines a light on mm-hmm. mental health, uh, particularly with um, the culture we mm-hmm. have in Britain, which is your life's got to fall apart. Your life's got to fully fall apart and you've got to be having a proper yeah. nervous meltdown yeah. almost before you actually go mm. and seek that help. Um, and I find it really engaging um, in the way that he was speaking about the issues and the fact that he was being so broadly mm. honest um, was really, really wonderful. And it's absolutely hilarious. Um I genuinely thought that at the end I'd been holding my bladder because I wanted to watch it all yeah. in one sitting. It caught me off guard. <laughs> I almost wanted myself. Full disclosure, I had a stitch as well. And, and I thought, oh no, here we go. Yeah, but no, I definitely recommend those two. There Will Be Blood and Cold Design in 1999, I Hate Myself. Or in some Brilliant. order of those three, I think. Um, 
And before we go, is there anything you wish I'd asked you? Anything you feel like I've missed in my questioning? No, I've really enjoyed this. Um, Yeah, I I I felt some panic with a lot of the questions, so I do apologise if no, not at all. No, Um, I tend to do that when I feel really nervous. Said a lot of interesting things. Cool. That's great then. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Brilliant, me too. Well, thank you very much, Jack, for being on my podcast. It's been lovely to speak to you. Um, Listeners, you can find Jack's Instagram. What's it called, Jack? It's at nonsensical imagery. Brilliant. Um, And it's lots of regular, intriguing, amusing, quite profound little illustrations and cartoons, usually photographed somewhere in Bristol. Um, So there we go. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you very much.